Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com slash careers. That's opcpest.com slash careers. Keep playing. Keep working. Keep going. And keep moving with the exceptional orthopedic care at Baptist Health. With an experienced team and a full line of advanced services and procedures, it's no wonder most people choose Baptist to help them keep on keeping on. Visit baptisthealth.com ortho to find a Baptist health provider. Oh, captain, my captain, Lou City's captain is our guest tonight. Paolo Del Piccolo is going to call in at 620, and it's time to seize the day. I'm Jeff Milby. Benton Newman is across from me. Spencer Brown, our producer. You're not Spencer Brown. You're Zach Cantrell. I'm so used to the Spence. disrespect. I know, just blatant, blatant disrespect. So Zach, disrespectful. You should be. You should feel that way, Zach. Zach Cantrell is our producer this evening on Soccer City, your favorite soccer-specific radio show. I would dare you to find a better soccer-specific radio show in Louisville, Kentucky. There isn't one, I'm telling you right now. And we're so glad you're here. We're giving away tickets tonight, by the way, and this is going to be a fun one. If anybody participates, it's going to be a fun one. We'll give you tickets to the Racing Louisville game on Saturday. They host the Portland Thorns at Lynn Family Stadium. 7 o'clock kickoff for that game. If you want to buy tickets, go to racingluefc.com slash tickets or call 502-LUCITY. But if you want to win four free tickets, here's what we're going to do. The text line, 4379680. The text line, 4379680. Text us what you said when that Oscar Jimenez goal went in last Saturday night for Louisville City to give them the, give them the lead, give them the win over the Oakland Roots. The text line, not censored, by the way. So let it fly. And we'll, the first person to do it will give you four, three t- or four free tickets. 4379680. Uh, let's start there, Benton. What did you say? When an Oscar Jimenez goal went in on Saturday night to give Louisville City that dramatic, thrilling come-from-behind victory over the Oakland Roots. It was more of a, uh, like a primal sound, like just very instinctual, and me kind of jumping on my seatmates in just pure disbelief. I, I, wow, what a, what a finish to a match. Is it fair to call that an instant classic? Does yes. it hit that bar? Absolutely. I mean, the, the, the stakes weren't an all-time classic kind of high. But the quality of the game, the drama of the game, and the finish of the game, clearly, I mean, what a goal to win the game on, first of all. Just a perfectly taken goal by Oscar Jimenez. But the fact that he scored in the 97th minute, the place was jumping. It appeared. I wasn't there. I've been kicking myself for a whole week. Uh, you I was the first there person I thought of about that. Oh, what a finish that would have been. I mean, and uh, Joey Lindstrom, who filled in for me on the radio, had a phenomenal call. Did a great job. We just heard it a minute ago coming into the show. But, I mean, watching on TV and seeing the highlights after the fact, Lynn Family Stadium was jumping after that. Tell me I'm wrong, Benton. You were there. There were a lot of emotions on all end of the spectrum, and I think part of the magic of that match is everything that kind of led up to that, all the the drama and circumstances part of that. So, yeah, this is going to be one we're going to remember for for quite a while. You know, I still think back to some of these other super exciting matches that maybe have not always had the highest stakes. Uh, What was it, 2021, the 4-3 win against Sporting Kansas City 2 where Cameron Lancaster scored at the death. I'm thinking back to the last game at Slugger, the 8-3 to win over Swope Park Rangers, where we were down 3 nothing at one point, and then going to score eight goals. It's bonkers. Yeah. So it's right there in that, in that group for me. I'll throw in another one. I had, to, I had to go back in the memory banks on this one. Back in 2016, the season opener was at Charlotte, and Cameron Lancaster scored a free kick. Uh, in the 93rd minute to win that one. It was one to nothing. That was the only goal I in the game. I think I know exactly what you're talking that, about. That yeah. was like maybe the original walk-off for Louisville City of memory serves. Uh, I'm, we're going to ask Paolo Del Piccolo in the second segment, I am anyway, where that ranked for him. I mean, he's been around for a lot of these great victories for Louisville City down the years. Uh, let's try and pick his brain a little bit and see where, where this one fits uh, for him coming up. But 
what's the impact of this game, Benton? I mean, in the moment, it felt great. In the moment, it was a thriller. In the moment, your emotions are high. You're completely, you know, out of yourself excited. The the team looked that way, Louisville City. Danny Cruz looked that way, the head coach for Louisville City. Clearly, this meant a lot to them in the moment. But Danny Cruz, after the game, called it an opportunity to build, a moment to build on going forward. We know what the ups and downs have been. We talked about it every week. We do talk about it every week, how Louisville City has underwhelmed to a degree, even though they're in fourth place, which isn't all that bad in the Eastern Conference, but for what the expectations were, it's below expectations. How do they build on this? That's got to be the conversation going forward because this month of September is going to be brutal. Five of six games in the month are on the road, including Saturday night, 9 o'clock against Colorado Springs out in Colorado, uh, the game here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. One thing I will say to that is the team has done well on the road this season, obviously enough. But, um, I mean, as far as what that match meant, it was huge. First off, Oakland is a is a good team. There's no no getting around that. They're fourth in the West. The West is very competitive, so they're, they're certainly no slouches at all. Um, and then the team overcame multiple shenanigans. We'll get into that shortly. The goal between the goalkeeping and the officiating. So to be able to overcome that, um, be, uh, overcome a deficit, that just gives you a lot of momentum into this tough stretch where they need as many points as they can to try to solidify getting a um, home field advantage for the playoffs. Because that's far from a certainty right now. Because uh, Memphis is right behind them with the game in hand. So. I mean, Memphis is in control right now. They could overtake us. So we have to do everything we can to make that as difficult as possible. So, I mean, this is, to me, almost best-case scenario. It gives you all the momentum and all the reasons to be optimistic going forward. Let's go ahead and slide into that conversation about the refereeing because, unfortunately, it has to be had again. Louisville City was had a goal taken away. Had a goal taken away um, in dubious circumstances. Really don't understand what the call was on that goal. Uh, gave them a lead, would have, and in, in late on in the first half. They thought for a long time that the goal had been given. Everybody thought the goal had been given. Suddenly it's taken away, and then on the heels of it, Oakland scored in stoppage time in the first half to go into the locker room break one nothing. I mean, what a gut-punch turn of events, first of all. But once again, the, the recurrence of an unfortunate theme for Louisville City, the refereeing in the USL continues to leave you scratching your head at the very least. I'd imagine a lot of the people in Lynn Family Stadium left them doing a whole lot more than scratching their head. But that's the polite way of saying it leaves you to scratching your head a bit. So my take on it is that if it was called a no-goal in real time, I wouldn't have had as much heartburn about it, right? I mean, there was some contact. Like, if you just immediately called it, fine. Like, I, I, I understand. I don't love it, but I understand. But the fact that it took so long to reverse the decision after clearly signifying it, and it's very clear that there was outside influence as to why he switched the call, whether it was him watching the replay on the screen or talking to that wimpy goalkeeper. Oh, wimpy! That was really soft. Them's fighting words by your standards. Oh, no, no, no. You're such a nice guy, Benton. You're such a nice guy. Calling somebody wimpy, you might as well be cussing him out. All right, this dude looked 45 years old. You You looked at him wrong. He fell on the ground. He was doing that time-wasting like 10 minutes into the match. I had the – I was – I had to double check and look. I'm like, is this guy really already wasting time? It was the most despicable (laughs) performance I have seen on a soccer pitch. That includes my old man league. It was horrendous. (laughs) If he was on our team, I would be horribly ashamed, and I would not (laughs) want him part of the mix. there's, There's no honor, no pride, nothing about being that terrible. It's horrible. I'm fierce. You know, I was okay. I, I I shouldn't admit to this, but I'm I'm going to. Um, oh, I, you know, I go how do you down, really I, feel? I go I go down on the field after the matches to do the um, um the media availability. You know, to, to ask questions and and listen in and whatnot. And a little part of me was hoping I could get down there in time and pass by Mr. Paul Blanchett. Paul the Wall, they call is his nickname Paul apparently. Paul the Wall, that's right. And Paul uh, the Wall. I went to just walk by and say something super snarky, like "Have a safe flight back" or something <laughs> like. But he made a beeline off that field. I wasn't even I wasn't even going down the steps out of my upper level section by the time he was already off the pitch. you got to be a professional in those moments, Benton. I know you're a fan at heart. And, I did. No, and, and I, 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 honestly, I really wouldn't have done it. But like, it was, <laughs> the, the thought was certainly there. I'm like, I want to. Like, I, was, I don't normally get like, worked up at these matches. I'm a really quiet observer of the game. You're a quiet guy. You're but a quiet guy. I, I was getting this into it. This is the it. most fired up I've ever seen you. I was up. I was shouting. I was cussing. My <laughs> voice was getting hoarse. I was invested. 
And then I was, you know, and after that goal, the goal shenanigans, the waving off the goal thing, I was taken out of the game. So, like, I totally get how Louisville City got scored on. I know it's these guys' job to stay like in the moment, but like, how do you to do lose that? Your after, focus, yeah. How do you do that after such an odd situation? So I was pretty triggered that all of a sudden, <laughs> instead of it being one nil us, it was one nil them going into halftime. Like what? <laughs> That's, that's absurd. And guess what? That same official, he's doing an NWSL game this weekend. He oh. basically got a promotion. Like, that just goes to show the state <laughs> of officiating in this country. There's just so few people to pick from. It, it's, it's, it's horrible. Like, I, I, I know it's a tough job. But part of that tough job is making these calls, like, just on the fly. Like, you just got you to gotta go with it. You know, you just got to make the call. You can't sit there and watch the replay and talk to the goalkeeper. Hey, man, you all right? It looks like you bumped your head because you're holding it. Not because I saw it, because you're holding it and saying that you got hit in the head. Oh, okay, okay. We'll, we'll leave that off. That, that was bad. I should have got that right the first time. No! Like, sometimes you just got like, like, you're going to, like, imagine in the back of your head, like, oh, crap, I, I missed that call. I imagine they've, they've done that a number of times. Like, but you got, you got to stick with it. You made the call. There's no, there's no other recourse because he created a very hostile atmosphere. And I think he learned his lesson because later on when Brian Ownby scored, dude, the goalie took a crotch shot from, from Ownby, which was amazing, by the way. <laughs> and there was no calling back of that goal or anything. So, uh, yeah, it was a... Uh, you, you, you could tell, like, I'm getting fired up again. I, yeah, you are. You are. And that's, and that's what adds to the magic of it. <laughs> you know, we get the equalizer right after Brian Omi comes in, our hero, the, the man who makes things happen. And then at the death, Oscar Jimenez. Like, what a great story for somebody who's having a, a bit of a renaissance this season. Yeah. It's yes, phenomenal. Absolutely. Phenomenal stuff. Yeah. Sorry, we, I went on a real no, deep tangent no. there. I, round of applause. Standing ovation. <laughs> Standing ovation for that one, Benton. That was wonderful. Uh, yeah, I, Oscar Jimenez, interesting you point that out. We have a texture that says they love Oscar playing more offensively. Well, that was kind of the criticism of him early on. That's right? what he Is likes that, to do, yeah. That's what he's good at, right? And early on, notably the Sacramento game that was a, a 5 nothing. It was that Oscar got burned a little bit defensively, and that kind of took him out of the rotation a little bit. They go to the back five. That helps him out. But, I mean, what a story Oscar Jimenez has been to, to be injured the last couple of years, to go through what he's gone through, be a veteran on this team, be one of the core guys that have been around forever, and to have a moment like that in a game like that clearly, clearly, based on your demeanor coming in here talking about it, it was a high-tension game. <laughs> there, was, there were a lot of emotions floating around in Lynn Family Stadium, and Oscar Jimenez capitalized on that moment and absolutely sent that place into just just raptures. Now, here's one thing that's interesting about Oscar. I don't know if everybody um, realizes this. I heard him. I, I forget the name of the podcast that he was on. It was a non louisville based one, but he was talking about his, you know, his soccer career and whatnot. And historically, he's like trained as like a midfielder sort of role. Right. When when James O'Connor called him yeah. about the opportunity at Louisville City, like way back when, what, like 2016 or yep. something, and um, he's like, you know, we're, we're, I mean. We need you as an outside back. Are you open to that? And he's like, yeah. So, I mean, while... And it's been a great move. He made yeah. a career out of it. Oh, I yeah. Mean, so yeah. He's and become a Louisville City legend on the back of that decision. And while we know him mostly as, as an outside back, I still think in, in the depths of his mind, he views himself as a, as a midfielder playing out of his spot. Kind of like a Lauren Malay sort of thing. Like, he's absolutely making it work. But, like, if you put him kind of closer to his natural element, you're going to see him thrive a little bit more. And that's why this back three formation has really opened things up for him. Allowed him to, to shift down a little bit on the defensive responsibility and kind of upshift on the on the attack and you're and again and you're, and you're seeing a bit of a renaissance because of that it's been awesome i yeah. love seeing it i love seeing these people who've been with the club for so long continue to do great things you know because they're not going to be with this team forever so you want to continue to see these awesome moments these guys have their time in the spotlight and get these these magical moments let's talk about another guy that had a magical moment we touched on him briefly you mentioned it in your in your rant uh brian Ombi. Back into the team, you know, the health is questionable at this point, right? I don't think fans will ever trust Brian Ombi to be healthy for an extended stretch anymore. Is, is that fair? Maybe, no, maybe no, no. that's unfair. That's fair. He, I mean, he has an injury-prone history. He's, he's getting older. I mean, like, he, I, I'm similar age to him. Like, you just – your body's just not the same. Like, I, yeah. I, I get it. So, I mean, I, I, I think that's a reasonable expectation. But when he's healthy – He's excellent. Oh, he's phenomenal. He's not dropped a beat. If anything, he's gotten better over the last three or four I years. I completely agree. When he's healthy, he is dynamic. He brings the energy. He brings the intensity and the fight. And for him to get a goal the way he did, I mean, that is a desire goal. Ball takes an awkward bounce, pops up all the way to his head. Instead of saying, oh, oh no, I messed it up. Oh, let me figure this out. Oh, let me wait for it to come down to my foot. He said, 
forget that. I'm going to smash this thing in with my head. I don't care if I get a concussion because the goalkeeper's coming out at me. I'm going to get this thing past him no matter what it takes. I mean, that is just that, that intensity, desire, the want to score, the scrappiness, that the edge that this team maybe has been missing a little bit. And to have him out there once again, hopefully he can stay healthy, let's say through the rest of the season now at this point, right? We've only got a couple of months left. Let's see if they can get him into, into a good vein of health and form because if he is playing at his best, he's the kind of player and the kind of force on this team that will carry this team forward, carry them back up the standings, carry them into the playoffs where they can make a run to another Eastern Conference final and maybe another USL championship final. I don't think everybody's going to agree with me on this point, but at, 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 at this juncture, just all things considered, I think I like him as an off-the-bench option rather than a starter, mm. right? Because he's not going to be able to do every single game. Preserve what you can of him. Use him when you need to. Let him work work hard in, in a short period over multiple games rather than burn him out in a few, have him have to take a few off. I mean, given where we're at the season, like, I don't hate that idea. I don't hate it either, but you don't want it because he's so good. You want to have him out there. If you could have him out there for 90 minutes, you'd have him out there for 90 minutes, right? I, but maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe that's a thought. Preserve him as much as you can. Don't let him get those muscle injuries that crop up because of overexposure, too much time out there on the field. You know, save him for the... Yeah. And if you throw him out there at halftime in a game, he can play 45. If you throw him out there at the hour mark, he can play 30 minutes. He can make a difference in a game. Come in and make an impact like he did on Saturday. Yeah, you're, you're late in the season, and at this point, like, you got to manage minutes, fatigues. Like, there's a lot of guys that probably have some level of these air quit injuries that, that they're just dealing with. Yeah. There's, there's just things, Bumps soreness issues. Yeah. Yeah. They accumulate over time, and so you have to be, you know, I mean, you kind of have to pick and choose your moments with these guys. And, and Coach Danny Cruz, not, not too far removed from his own playing career, I think is, is very aware of that. And, and again, like I, if, if we don't see him in the starting lineup for, for the majority of this final stretch, but see him on the bench, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be too mad about that because I understand the idea behind it. Now, will we see that? I mean, yeah. we'll, we'll find out. I mean, I mean. Brian might be convinced that he could go, I mean, full like 90 well, minutes on, on all these games, but uh, that's, that's where the that's, coach's decision comes into. And that's where the management comes yeah. in because with athletes and guys like Ownby, we've seen him literally wave off a sub this year where he was like, I'm not coming out of this game. West was down at that point. I think you're right. You're right. I, I, but I like my version of the story better. Yeah, it sounds it's spicier. Better. It's spicier. Yeah, I, like I get the it. Spice. it, it there's, there's drama involved. I like but I the think drama. There was, there was logic in changing no, that one. No, you're right. You're right. Continue. But it, it, the point I'm trying to make is that Brian Ombi is such a competitive athlete, and guys at this level, guys that have been pros as long as he's been a pro, guys who have played at the level that he's played at as long as he has. He won a national title in college, right? He's been elite since he was a kid. I don't think I knew that. At, at UVA, he I didn't won, he won a that. national title. It's a long time ago now. No yeah. offense to Brian. We're, <laughs> we're all getting older. Um, but they have such self-belief athletes at this level, right? They yeah. believe in themselves to the hilt. And so that's where the management and, and maybe an area of growth for Danny Cruz as a young manager is being able to say, Brian, look, I know you want to go out there from the start. I know you want to be that impact player for 90 minutes. I know you want to be the, the leader of this team. But let's think. Let's let's step back and think about this. You could be that same impact player in a shorter window coming off the bench. If that's the decision they want to make as a coaching staff, the point I'm making is that there's a little bit of the man management that has to come into play yep. here because of guys being so competitive and having that self confidence that never leaves, Agree. even after they retire. Yep. It doesn't leave. Now, I mean, the analogy I like to think of in this situation, it's kind of like having somebody in your corner for a boxing or an MMA fight. Like, the, they're, they're going to be the ones that like to decide like when to throw in the towel for the sake of yourself, right? Cause Danny these, Cruz has got to be a good cut man here, yeah, you're saying. These, these fighters want to continue. They want to keep going until they're just, like, literally unconscious. And in some scenarios, like, look, it's, it's game over, GG. Like, let's, let's, let's throw in the towel. Let's keep you somewhat intact so we can go back to the drawing board yeah. and not, like, so I'm not visiting you in the hospital. So sometimes you need that external influence to be making those decisions. All right, we'll keep talking about Louisville City because our guest coming up next is Paolo Del Piccolo. But before we go to break, we've got a winner in the text contest for what you said after Louisville City scored the goal. And this winner is going to get four tickets to the racing Louisville game on Saturday for this text. I think we should keep it up, though. If you're listening, four three seven nine nine six eighty. What did you say when the ball went in the back of the net from Oscar Jimenez to win the game against the Oakland Roots on Saturday? Our winner, here's what they said. Blank my mama and slap my baby purple. That's what they said.
after the ball went into the back of the net. I thought that, I could hear somebody saying that. I, you know, it, I think it came through on the broadcast when I was watching it at home, in fact. So four tickets coming your way, but keep texting. 437-9680. What did you say after that goal went in? Paolo Del Piccolo, the captain of Lou City. He's next on Soccer City. Listening to Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. All right, we've got a couple games to look forward to this weekend. We've been talking about Lou City. They are on the road at Colorado Springs this weekend. That is a 9 o'clock kickoff for that game. You can hear it here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. And Racing Louisville, they're at home this weekend in a huge, really need three points game in regular season play in the uh, the NWSL before they turn around for the Challenge Cup semifinal this week. They host the Portland Thorns this weekend. It is at Lynn Family Stadium. Go to RacingLouFC.com slash tickets or call the phone number 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y. Lou City is the phone number. Can we, get a, we need to get a racing phone number some kind of way. I'm giving somebody at Soccer Holdings more work, but we need a racing phone number. Uh, Paolo Del Piccolo, he is the captain of your Louisville City FC. He featured in Saturday's game, and he joins us now as his team heads back to his home state of Colorado. What's going on, Paolo? Thanks for taking the time to chat with us. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Well, let's start right uh, with last weekend, Paolo. I mean, what a thriller. Just an insane game, first of all, from start to finish. But the winner in the 97th minute from Oscar Jimenez, the place goes nuts. You guys went nuts. Just tell us what that locker room was like, that group of guys was like after that win last weekend against Oakland. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it was obviously the, the way that the game ended and the way that we won was, you know, it's, it's the most exciting thing in sports. So, uh, you know, it doesn't happen very often in, in soccer where you get that kind of walk-off victory type of uh, environment. But it was it was a blast for us. It was something where we worked so hard all game. We really felt we deserved a win. We did not want to walk away with a tie. And, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, we were happy about the performance. We were happy about the, the attitude towards the game and, and really happy to come away with three points. Now you've been, uh, you, I mean, you've been on this team for for quite a while now, and you've seen a lot of thrilling matches: the 2021 four to three win over Sporting Kansas City, the two playoff games from last year, the last home game at Slugger that ended in eight three. Where does this match like kind of rank in the um, in your in your tiers of, of of matches that you've participated in? Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it's definitely uh, a top tier of of uh, regular season games. Um, I think the playoffs are a little bit you know, a little bit different just because of the, the consequence of, of not winning. Um, so when you think back to, like, even, you know, last year, Elijah's winner against Tampa in overtime, you know, those are those are a little bit maybe a tier above for me. But this is right up there with, just like you said, Kansas City, last game at Slugger, um, New York on the road, that 6-4, I think, when uh, the last game before Hack came in when it was just the, yeah. the players coaching. So, those are kind of the games from the regular season that really stick out with me. I like uh, I like that you threw out the players coaching, by the way, because that's uh, a lot of people forget that that happened. You know what I mean? That's one of those things that people yeah. are like, "Oh my god, that really happened." Uh, tell us, yeah. look, we, we don't we don't want to go there, but I feel like we have to ask you about the refereeing and about the disallowed goal from Saturday. Uh, Danny Cruz, the head coach, was t- talking after the game that you know you being the captain, the, the referee was communicating with you about what was going on on the field. Um, just just run us through what happened, how you experienced it, and and what your thoughts there are. So, I mean, I, I, obviously it's going to be tough because I'm always going to be biased. Uh, but, again, I thought it was a goal. I looked back at the referee. I thought he signaled goal. So I celebrated. The rest of the lads celebrated. And then I went to go check to see if Jorge was okay. And that's when I found out he was given a free kick. But, I, I mean, it, again, it's that's just frustrating because I thought it was a good goal. Um, and... We've just been on the wrong end of a, a few unlucky decisions this year. But, again, you know, like, you just got to be happy that we found a way to, to get the two goals in the second half and, and find a way to get three points. 
Now, the officiating wasn't the only, I guess, annoying or frustrating thing about that match, but also the uh, the opposing goalkeeper, Paul uh, Blanchett, he seemed to go down with the slightest breeze. Uh, I guess kind of what, what are your guys' thoughts when you're going up against somebody uh, somebody like that, like wasting time, throwing off your guys' momentum? Yeah, but, but that's part of the game, you know. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, I know that that specifically, how that's handled is probably frustrating to the fans. Um, but for us, you know, there's teams that want to get the ball down and play when we want to break. There's teams that want to kill the momentum of the game. There's teams that, you know, want to keep the ball the whole time. There's teams that want to, you know, just play direct. You know, that is just part of a, a team's game plan and identity, and that's something you just have to deal with, you know, every single every single match. It might not be, you know, maybe that obvious or that, or that frustrating, but that's, part, that's unfortunately part of the game, and, and you know, Again, I, I, that's something that, the, that we as a team and as players have to just deal with and, and get on with. Very diplomatic response. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking with Paolo Del Piccolo, the captain of Louisville City FC, uh, after that thrilling win against Oakland and ahead of their trip out to Colorado Springs. Danny Cruz, after the game, one of his quotes from the post-game press conference was he said that this moment, that thrilling moment, you guys coming from behind to win that game on Saturday, needs to be a moment to build forward. Um, how do you guys do that? Over this, it's going to be a difficult stretch. Five of the next six away from home. How do you guys build on that moment from last Saturday? I mean, I think I think you just have to take that mentality and and take the the feeling and the energy that we expended throughout the whole game and really just like and really lock in on that. You know, I mean, there those games. I mean, every game in this league is so tough, um, and you're just you just don't give yourself a chance to win if you don't have that. In, in intensity and mentality every week in and week out. So for us, I think it's building on that. Okay, come with that mentality. Now let's clean up a few things here, a few things there, with the ball, without the ball, uh, and really put ourselves in a good chance. You know, every single game. And it's and it's of course it's easier said than done, but but that's the job. So kind of looking big picture, I mean, it's been an interesting season for you guys. You've, you've found yourselves uh, at an unusually high number of, of officiating decisions going against you, a lot of injuries. So I guess what has it been like navigating this, this particular season? I don't, I don't recall one with, with so much you know, adversity. Yeah, um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's, like you said, it's been a, a tough season uh, in terms of that. It's been a tough season in terms of injuries. Um, but but this, but this is again, I, you know, this is the game. There's there's a million and a half excuses, and and if you looked at every single team in the league, they've got their own set of problems. Um, and so for me, there 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 can't be a there can't be an excuse. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, you're just giving yourself an out. And so we have no we give ourselves no outs. You know what I mean? It's we got to come to work. We got to do our job and and look forward to the next game, next game, next game, and and make sure that we we take care of it. What's it been like for you? Because not only has the team had some adversity, but you've dealt with some issues over the last couple of weeks. I mean, you started on Saturday against Oakland. That was your first appearance for, for Louisville City in over a month and your first start since July 19th at Detroit. Um, I mean, the, the team has dealt with injuries, but so have you. So just, just tell us how, how you have navigated this season personally and, and, and how it's sort of uh, fit into what you expected coming in. Yeah, I, I hate to I hate to not give you guys anything juicy, and you, and you probably <laughs> think I'm just giving diplomatic answers here, but but I truly believe in, in what I'm saying, and, and part of my part of my role is being the best teammate that I can be, and, and so whatever is asked of me by the staff, by the coach, um, is what I is what I will do, and if, and of course I, I fight to get every minute I can because I still just like all 25 guys on the roster, I want to play. But I, I take great pride in, in the stuff I do for this club and for this team that's not on the field and that's not seen on the weekend, uh, whether that's be how, you know, whether it's how I'm training every day. If I'm you know, supposed to be the scout team and I'm supposed to play like Enzo Martinez, then that's what I have to do. And if, I, if the coach needs me you know, to, to pick things out and, and film, that's what I need to do. And I, and I take a lot of pride in that. So for me personally, it's been maybe a little different. Uh, this year, but I, I I feel you know just as impactful, if not more, than I ever have in doing exactly what I'm asked to do week in week out. Now, um, going back to the uh, to the roots match, um, 
you know, for 90 minutes. I know it's all business on the field, but you got to see uh, two former teammates in Napa Masoso and Tark Moret. How was it catching up with those guys? Oh, it's great. I mean, two, two really good guys. Now, I haven't seen Tark in, in quite a while. Napa, obviously, you know, just one season removed. And, uh, you know, just those are, those are two really good guys. Um, seeing Napo and, and, you know, getting to catch up with him and, and Katrina. And it's just, it's great to have him back. And it's, it's one of the, the joys of this game is all the people you, you know, get to spend time with and meet and, and become friends with. And, and I think that, you know, he's someone that anyone that's been around him, you know, he'll just put a smile on your face right away. He's just the nicest, you know, one of the greatest people. So it was awesome to see him. Looking ahead to, to Saturday at Colorado Springs, it's one of two Western road trips that you guys have in this month because you'll travel out to New Mexico as well in the month of September. Uh, what challenges do they present as a team, Colorado Springs? And then also, obviously, just the travel. Um, you, it, it applies also to the New Mexico game. Um, the, the travel, how, how are you guys approaching that challenge this week from, from both of those angles? Yeah, um, the team itself is a good team. They're a dynamic team. They've got, again, former, you know, Speedy uh, plays out there. And, and so, but they're, they're a good team. They've, they were really good last year. They're really good this year. They, they have dynamic, you know, uh, attackers. Um, so the game's going to be a challenge. In terms of the travel itself, you know, I mean, I've been in this league for eight years. So if I'm not used to it by now, there's no way I'm going to get used to it. So. Uh, I think that's just that just comes with the territory, you know. Same as Oakland having to travel out here last week, you know, we have to travel to Colorado, so uh, that that just comes with it, and that's something that we know how to deal with. The club does an incredible job of of making it as easy as possible in terms of getting us what we need, you know, nutrition, hydration, rest, you know, rehab, treatment, all that kind of stuff. So they do a great job of making it as as, as good as it can be, and. Uh, yeah, it should be a really good trip and a good game. Well, and then for you, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a homecoming for you. You're a Colorado guy. Is anybody, you know, from back home going to come out to the game? What any any thoughts about returning back to your home state? Yeah, it's uh, it's one that I'm always excited. Um, I'm from Denver, so Colorado Springs is maybe an hour, hour and a half away from where I grew up. But uh, oh, yeah, I've got the whole crew coming to watch. You know, I think I got my hands on as many tickets as I possibly could, and and you know mom and papa are coming and and no no nona so it should be a good time to see everybody and and i just had two nephews born last week so i get to meet them it's just really i'm quite excited for it that's awesome great timing yeah that that is good timing it's very good timing yeah um last one for you before we let you go and we really appreciate your time um you you know you're you're a leader you're the captain of this team you have been for years you're a fan favorite the fans know you right because you've been around for so long um, I, I, I just want to give you the opportunity. you got the fans listening to you right now. You're speaking directly to them. What's the message for the rest of this season to the fans? What, what can they expect from this team as you guys close out this season? A very, like we said, a very difficult month of September. you got two games against Tampa Bay coming up on the schedule as well, uh, all looking ahead to the playoffs. So what, what do you, what, what, if, you, if you were asked to give a message, which is what I'm asking you, uh, what would the message be to the fans right now? I mean, first and foremost, you know, how appreciative we are of them. Like, the the energy, you know, even, you know, even though the, the season hasn't had the results that we're maybe used to, um, you look at where we are, we're still in a good place to, to really do something great this year. And, and the only way we do that is with the fans. And the only way we've done it in the last, you know, eight, nine years is with the fans. So, you know, the, the amount of uh, appreciation we have for them, you know, they, they – I hope they can understand it. You know, we, I try to mention it as, as often as I'm given an opportunity to. Um, and let's keep going. You know, there's, there's two months, you know, left in the regular season. Let's keep going. And I think if you look at, you know, if you get past some of the really frustrating results that have, you know, been whether it's performance from the team or whether, like you said, it's unluck with the officiating or stuff like that, when you look at where we are, we're in a good spot. We have good players. We have a good team. And right now it's about, you know, putting it all together when it matters the most, which is this time of year, which, you know, the fans I'm sure are used to and, and know that there's there's exciting things that happen come you know, October, November, and, and let's just keep going. Let's finish this thing strong. 
Great stuff. Paolo Del Piccolo, the captain of Louisville City, your captain speaking. Uh, Paolo, thanks so much for the time, man. We really appreciate it. We'll do it again down the road. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. That's Paolo Del Piccolo of Louisville City FC. And I'll tell you what, Benton, when uh, a minute ago when he was saying, hey, I want to, you know, I really want to, would love to give you guys a juicy answer, but, uh, you know, I, I'm just happy to, to fill whatever role I need to fill for the team, right? That's, that's your captain right there. That's your captain right there. Able to do whatever needs to be done. Said he played the role of Enzo Martinez in practice for the scout team. Like, does whatever the team asks of him. Does whatever the coaching staff asks of him. Because all he cares about, and this is me, you know, me speaking for him. I'm not saying I know what he, what he cares about. But what it seems to be, it, all he cares about is helping this team win. Helping this organization win. That's why he's the captain of Louisville City FC. Paul is fantastic. In fact, I have my, my Paul Otto Piccolo jersey packed up, ready to go for the Colorado Springs bats. I will Perfect. be there in Perfect. action, in person. Look for the hat. But, uh, no, I mean, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, don't, I don't know what his future holds. Whenever he does decide to hang up his boots, I hope he stays involved in the game. Ideally in Louisville, but yeah. he's, he's just a great presence for the game. And, I, you know, and, and if that's where he wants to take his, his future career after his playing days, I, I certainly think there's, a, there's opportunity for him. He's got, he's got a lot of knowledge. His head's in the right spot. I think very highly of him. And just the leadership qualities are, are there, clearly. I mean, anytime you hear him speak. Hard to teach that. Yeah, anytime we can speak to him like we just did. I mean, he is, you, you see why. Class act. You see why he's been the captain for as long as he's been the captain. He is, he's just that guy. It's just built into him, basically, the, the, the way he speaks and the way he talks about what needs to be done uh, for this team. And you heard his message to, to the fans. I mean, I don't think anybody's jumped off the ship. Let me say that. I mean, there, there's been criticism. There have been fans uh, expressing displeasure, you know, saying, what, you know, why can't this team get it right? Why can't this team get over the hump? Why can't they string together some wins? And it's understandable, given the standards of this club and where they've been through the years and the, just the fact that they've flat out won every single year pretty much. They've never disappointed their fans once. So the fact that finishing, if it finished right now, in fourth place in the East counts as a disappointment just speaks to the levels oh, of yeah. expectation of this team. But you heard him. Stick with him. They've got two months to go. It's going to be tough. There's going to be hurdles. There's going to be bumps along the road over these next couple of months. But they're in position right now to make everything that you would want happen. If they can, if, if they can mo- seize the momentum from this game on Saturday going forward, string some wins together, rise up the standings a little bit more. I mentioned the two games against Tampa Bay. Those could be pivotal in terms of where this team they're finishes. Massive. In, so in, big. In the Eastern Conference standings. This team could absolutely go on a roll right now and become an all-time favorite Louisville City team, despite the frustrations that I think many fans feel this year. Kind of reminds me of the 2014 UK basketball team. It was one that, at least personally, I'm like, they're not going to do too much, and all of a sudden... That's they the tweak team. They go, yeah, they go all the, the way... The team. They go all the way to the finals. Like, that was a, that was a particularly fun run because because it felt in some ways unexpected. But one thing we didn't mention about this upcoming match, not only do we have momentum on our side, but Colorado Springs, in their last match against Monterey Bay, Hmm. they had three players get red cards, three starters that are not going to be in action, which has to bode well for for Louisville City, right? These are starting caliber guys. Yeah, including uh, former Indy 11 player Jonas Fjeldberg. I always just enjoy saying where his I name. I heard that name before. I'm like, what, did, what team did he play he played for? Played for the Indy 11. Ah, that's yeah. it. The, the, the vaunted rivals, the Indy 11. Uh, so three players, to your point, Benton, will be out for that game. So that's going to be important. We haven't talked about racing Louisville yet, so let's take a timeout. Lots to talk about about racing Louisville. Their season two is very much in the balance right now. I mean, it is... It is do-or-die time in a lot of ways. It feels that way after a 0-0 performance at Gotham over the last weekend. They are at home against Portland this weekend on Saturday night at Lynn Family Stadium. RacingLouFC.com slash tickets 502 Lou City. We'll talk about racing and that game coming up next. You're locked on Soccer City, right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. All right, we're with you till 7 o'clock. If you're joining us and you're like, who are these guys? You don't listen on Thursdays very often. Every Thursday from 6 to 7, Soccer City, we talk all things racing Louisville and Louisville City FC, your city's two professional soccer teams, including one that is in the world's best league, Racing Louisville of the National Women's Soccer League. They have a very important game coming up on Saturday 
And you have no excuse not to be there, right? Louisville, uh, Louisville football plays on Friday night down in Atlanta. Kentucky football plays at noon against Ball State. You know you're not going to stay all four quarters, even if you're in Lexington for that game. So come out to Lynn Family Stadium because racing is going to need you on Saturday because they've tied each of their last two games. One-to-one was the score we remember during Phil the Fam against Angel City. You give them a pass because the World Cup players were coming back. They didn't look on the same page. They fell behind early but showed good fight, good promise, and good finish to come from behind to tie it. You thought if they had a few more minutes, they might win it. Then this past weekend, against Gotham on the road, up in Harrison, New Jersey, at Red Bull Arena, they were still feeling the after-effects of Lionel Messi being there just the night before, and Louisville's, uh, Racing Louisville came out like they were a bit still asleep, in my opinion. It was a 0-0 tie at Gotham, and it didn't particularly look like either team was going to score early on in that game, particularly not Racing Louisville. And so the question uh, you're making a front, but am I forgetting a big chance for somebody? Uh, yeah, Gotham should have scored probably in the eighth minute or so. Yeah, I am forgetting a big chance for somebody. Uh, you're right. You're right. You're right. But the point being here that um, the momentum in the World Cup, we, we came on this show every week. We said, look at these racing players. They're lighting the world on fire. They're making headlines worldwide. They're scoring more goals than any club. It finished fifth, I think it was, ultimately, with eight goals. They took a player. It was in the third-place game in Alex Chidiak. Um, players performing for all of their countries, right? And we said, here they come. They're, 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 the confidence has to be sky high coming off of a World Cup performance, right? You're representing your country at the highest level of the game. Just wait till these players come back to racing Louisville. They're going to be full of energy. They're going to be ready to fly and attack the finish of this season and head sprinting into the playoffs, right? That's how we sold it. That's what we thought. That's what we probably, with a fair bit of ice, wanted to happen because we want to see this team succeed. And two games in to that regular season resumption after the World Cup. Not been the case. Wasn't the most inspiring racing Louisville performance over the weekend. No, it wasn't. It was a, it was a very forgettable match. If I'm a Gotham fan, I'm pretty triggered that we didn't win that one, right? Like eight, the eighth minute should have scored, right? About the 45 minutes should have scored, and I feel like they had another big opportunity sometime in the second half. But, I mean, overall, there wasn't a ton of positives from, from racing in this one. It was just, I mean... It was not what they needed, and and like you said, I think the momentum is, is gone from the World Cup, and and it's just it's just disappointing to to see that. Who knows the reasons why? But I mean, they're they're in a tough spot right now. There's not very many games left, and they need pretty much as many points as they can possibly get. They're going up against the number one team, and they're going to be out multiple players. No Jalen Howe, no Savannah Demello, no Carson Pickett. Not even Deem sounded questionable. No, I was reading. And no Jordan Baggett either Jordan as, a, Baggett, as, as yes, a backup in the midfield to either DeMello or Howell. So, I mean, it's, 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 looking, it's looking tough. I mean, there's not a big margin for error um, coming up for them. And I, and I hope that they can they find this la, um, late spark and, and make it into the playoffs because that's, that's the goal that this team should be hitting. I think the talent is there. As of right now, they're in eighth place. Top six in the NWSL make the playoffs. They are three points back of O.L. Reign, who are in sixth place currently. And Orlando sits between the Reign and Racing, sitting on 22 points. Other teams around them are going to keep winning as well. Angel City tied with Racing Louisville. Houston Dash, one point off of Racing, Racing Louisville. The Kansas City Current, who we've liked to joke about on this show because they've been... Uh, one of the teams that racing has had success against. Only two points back of racing, Louisville. And even behind them, Chicago, who has played some of the most dismal soccer that I've ever seen this year in the NWSL. They're only four points back of racing Louisville in last place in the standings. It is very congested in the bottom half of the NWSL. That's what you get in such a competitive, parity-driven league where a team can go from worst to first and first to worst in a year's time. We've seen it recently. We see it all the time in the NWSL. So to your point, Benton, points are a scarce resource right now that racing cannot afford to drop. And with these injuries this week and the suspension of Savannah DeMello has to miss the weekend game against Portland because of yellow card accumulation, it's going to be an uphill climb. It was already going to be an uphill climb against the Portland Thorns. They're such a talented team, even without Sophia Smith, the U.S. national team star, by the way, probably going to miss that game 
The reports are a, a strained MCL knee injury for Sophia Smith. Not good for her for the reigning MVP in the league, but potentially good for racing Louisville that she was going to miss Saturday's game. But when you have all the missing pieces for racing, it's just hard to see them coming out with a victory at home even at home on Saturday against the Portland Thorns. Again, in a game they cannot afford to drop points in. Really, it just feels like they can't afford to drop points right now. Yeah, and I mean, if, if, if it does come to that and they, and they do miss out on any point opportunities this Saturday, it just makes those, those next few matches that much more important. And for a team that likes to draw, they can't afford to keep doing that. They need to get three points in that one point. Um, I think it's very doable, but it's just, I mean, with the lack of momentum and injuries right now, it's, it, it, it makes it tough. But I'm, I'm going to remain optimistic and remain hopeful that this team can make a late push because that's all it takes at the end of the day, right? You just got to get hot at the right time. If they get hot now, that'd be the perfect time. Same thing we say with Louisville City, right? Let's see if they can get hot at the end of the year and make a run. Um, five games left in the regular season. Portland at home on Saturday. Houston at home on September 15th. At Chicago on September 30th. Orlando at home on October 6th. And then at San Diego, the season finale on October 15th. That's it. That's it. That's the opportunity for Racing Louisville to make the playoffs, which was the goal heading into the season and maybe even the expectation heading into the season, right, with this young nucleus of talent that's coming together, showing bright moments. Can they do it? We will see. The Challenge Cup is also this week. <laughs> I wish I wish you guys listening could have just seen the reaction from Benton. The, the heaviest eye roll that I've ever seen from Benton. I mean... Look, Benton, this is an opportunity for racing to win a trophy. It's on the road Wednesday at O.L. Reign, the semifinal. If they win that game, they turn around and play the final next weekend. That's going to be on the road as well, no matter who the opponent is. It's either going to be, I think, Kansas City or Gotham once again. Um, why the eye roll? I'll just let you take it. Why the eye roll? All right. Let's, uh, let's assume that they do win this Challenge Cup, right? They sure. got the silverware they left it. That's pretty exciting. Cool. Right? A, hey, yeah. wait, let, then, let me pause you. It's a great moment. It's yeah, a great moment. Yeah, absolutely. On national television, on Big Boy CBS next weekend, racing Louisville before the nation's eyes. Absolutely. I know. I'd love to put something in the trophy case, but like at the end of the day, aren't you still like asking questions of if they missed the playoffs? You're wondering like, hey, we won, we won the side tournament, but also we, we didn't even get a shot at the big one, you know? And to me, and I was saying this when we were talking about the Challenge Cup back then, yep. the playoffs come first. And the Challenge Cup cannot be of any detriment to that mission. And, and you know, maybe there's an argument to be made about minutes played in the Challenge Cup and, and I guess, lack of rotation. Um, accumulating, could that be a possible problem for that? Maybe, maybe not. Who's to say? But when it really comes down to it, the matches in the regular season, in my mind, need to be prioritized. So I'm really interested to see what's going to happen for the Challenge Cup as far as, like, um, whoever's starting, whoever's rotating in and out of those rosters. Like, I don't know. I, I get that they want to win everything, but at the end of the day, like you, you, you got to be mindful of where you're at in the season. It's All late right. in the season; injuries are accumulating. There's bumps and bruises. We talked about for Louisville City, same exact situation. Well, clearly, right, because of all the missing players for, yeah. for racing Louisville. You mentioned Carson Pickett and Jalen Howell, two regular starters, two key pieces of the team, going to be missing because of injury. Add in the suspension for Demello. Here's here's my caveat or my counter argument. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I'm going to argue yeah. against you for devil's advocate purposes here. Let's imagine that Racing Louisville comes out on Saturday and loses to Portland. Mm-hmm. Not an unreasonable expectation, I, even yeah. if they were fully healthy. This right. is Portland number one team in the league, uh, reigning champs, if I'm not mistaken, correct? They won the title last year. Yeah, Crystal I mean, I, scored I, ex- I accept our fate against the Portland right. Thorns. I understand so let's, that. So let's assume they lose the game. Negative of us to do so, but let's assume. Do you not then go for the Challenge Cup? Because it's looking more and more like you're going to miss the playoffs. So why not throw all your eggs in the Challenge Cup basket and at least give the fans one memory, one positive thing to end the season on to, to build into next year and say, hey, they looked great in the Challenge Cup. They won the Challenge Cup. They lifted that trophy. Did they miss the playoffs? Sure. So that's my counter. Why not go for it this week in the Challenge Cup and then... After the Challenge Cup is over, reassess, see where the chips are, and see if you can't make a run at the playoffs. Because this game on Saturday, you might just punt. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's a fair argument, and I'm and I'm not really going to be too critical of anybody that that takes that side. But at the same time, again, like to me, that that trophy, if you if you even get it, is devalued by the fact that you missed the playoffs and basically kind of gave up on that on that hope. And again, I know they're going to try to win for every match, but I'd rather see them go all in on the on the regular season. I I'm not saying play a completely rotate team for the Challenge Cup, but if you're playing some of these these big players, your um Savannah DeMellos, Jalen Howells, whatnot, like 
probably shouldn't, I mean, the situation depending, probably shouldn't go all 90 minutes because there's, even if you lose against Portland, there's still theoretically hope. You just, I mean, you just got to get everything that you can from these last remaining matches. On a scale of 1 to 10, confidence level that racing makes the playoffs. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the most confident, 10 being they're in, baby. I'm going to go with a 4 just because it seems like a very uphill battle. Something that's still doable, but like it, it, it looks tough right now. It, it does. Yeah. All right, last thing. We'll circle back to Louisville City. Similar kind of vein real quick. Month of September, five of six on the road. Their only home game for Louisville City, by the way, is coming up on September 16th. That's a Saturday night. They host San Diego for what is sure to be the final time they'll ever see them because San Diego is going bye-bye next year because MLS is coming to town. Five of six on the road. How many games does Louisville City win this month? Five of six. I want to see who they are. Colorado Springs, in my mind, is a bit of a toss-up. I'm going to give us the edge there. Tampa Bay Rowdies. That's a big one. Uh, on the road, too, for that one. San Diego. My, so we can beat Loudon. We can beat Miami. I think we can beat um, San Diego. I think, I, I think they can beat Colorado Springs, too. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm going to go that one. So meaning Tampa Bay is a very questionable one and arguably the biggest one of that. So let's just say they win four of the five. Wow. Four of the four of the six or four of the five. Four of the five on the road. Oh, I think Tampa Bay's the question mark. I think we can win the other ones. How about that one? Oh wow, confident. I Con- I, I, I am from you're still fired up from Saturday. Yeah, I'm I'm still mad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm 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 optimistic. The red cards help this weekend, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Louisville City at Colorado Springs, 9 o'clock here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Racing Louisville at home against the Portland Thorns. RacingLouFC.com slash tickets, 502 Lou City. They need you there. It is point-critical time for Racing Louisville on the season. For Benton, for Zach, I'm Jeff. Soccer City every Thursday at 6 o'clock. Vamos Marauders. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Looking for a rewarding career? One that empowers you to serve your community, change lives, and reach your fullest potential? Become a correctional officer for the Kentucky Department of Corrections and earn up to $28.30 an hour with great benefits. Help create a better, safer Kentucky. Apply today for a correctional officer position in your community at careers.ky.gov. That's careers.ky.gov. You can give it to your girl, share it with a squirrel, buy by the case, pour it in your face. L.A., the soft drink of tomorrow. L.A., a new kind of taste. L.A., the soft drink of tomorrow. L.A., it's from another place. Crisp, clean, L.A., 